This episode of the Round 6 Podcast is brought to you by Trailer Tug, the world's strongest trailer dolly. Learn more at TrailerTug.com. Welcome to the Round 6 Podcast, a weekly roundtable discussion featuring a variety of automotive subjects, interviews, special guests, and stories. Hosted by the Round 6 Gearheads, Brian Stubsky, Alex Welsh, and Brad King. It's our 60th episode, and we're stoked to bring you Good Guys Trendsetter, talented hot rod builder, and all-around nice guy, Jonathan Goolsby of Goolsby Customs. Welcome to the Round 6 Podcast. I'm Brian. I'm Brad. I'm Alex. And I am the Jonathan Goolsby. <laughs> there it is. The. That's the. C. <laughs> as opposed to A, Jonathan Goolsby. There, yes, might, be, exactly. there might be no more. Substitute. No substitute. Do, do you ever look on Facebook to see if there's like a, you know, my name is also Jonathan Goolsby Facebook yeah. group? <laughs> there's a bunch of followers out there, right? <laughs> <laughs> you hope it's for you, right? Yeah, exactly. It's the yeah. wrong one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like the other guy. Some weird guy out there working at one of those Microsoft scam companies who runs a place <laughs> called, you know, Jonathan Goolsby Customs, but with a K, four M's and a silent Z. Be that's, that's the one time when you hope somebody misspells your last name. Oh, that's, yeah, exactly. It's because it's going to be the Foolsby, the Coolsby, and you know. Goldsby. Goldsby, yeah. You should just put all those down next time you're filling out like mortgage paperwork. Do you have any known aliases? Yeah. Like, can I have four all extra the, pieces of paper? Yeah, all the above. So, man, I didn't even think about this. This is uh, this is kind of an epic episode. Uh, this is number sixty. This is our sixtieth episode, and, 60. and by golly, we're sharing it with you. Oh, I feel honored, definitely. <laughs> well, hell, we're honored, man, because yes. uh, yeah, y- your name. Your name kept coming up, and then, heck, what was it? Almost a year ago at Good Guys, I talked to you. Yeah, it was. Um, I'd say, was it Scottsdale, Good Guys? Uh, right after SEMA, we had got together, and it's kind of one of them deals to where I'm like, hey, I wonder if I'll ever be on that, because it's, I like how you, how you guys uh, actually put everybody together. You know, we get to listen to people and actually hear their stories and kind of see where they came from and all that. Well, thanks, man. And I, I just felt bad because I, I kind of like dropped the ball. I was just like, well, yeah, I talked to Jonathan. I got his hopes up. Time to get somebody else on. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot he was the Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> when your agent called and said, do you know? Yeah, exactly. Hey, you're going to have to get off the pot and do this. <laughs> do you know who I am? I'm, I'm the yeah. agent for the Jonathan Group. No, I know how busy it gets. It's, you know, and a year flies by like nothing now. And that's the thing, man. And I'm uh, I'm like an inch shorter now, so blame <laughs> gravity, blame bad, no, who knows, bad diet, whatever. But it's yeah. it's good to finally have you on, man. And uh, I, I got to tell you, after SEMA last year, after walking around Casper like that, ah, <laughs> uh, the, these guys will tell you when did I finally shut up about the car. Uh, it was late. Yeah. <laughs> late. <laughs> well, I mean, we, we were, we, we kind of cheated. We had, we had 24 hour access to that place. So well, I don't we, see how, cause we were pretty late probably going in there. <laughs> we were, we were in and out of there a lot. Well, we seem to always end up kind of over in that area. 
And yep. every time we'd go by there, Brian would point something like, well, hey, what about this? Doesn't really look stock in this part. He goes, no, they did this. And so he knew all about the car because, you know, we're, we're Alex and I are more Chevy guys and he's the Dodge guy. So he pointed all the little details stuff out that I wasn't sure about. It's like, that's a pretty crazy car. Uh, yeah, believe me, I've learned a lot on uh, Mopar <laughs> since that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you started off with an A body, man. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's the only way to go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's got a good history behind it. Towards the, you know, Beth is she's the uh, the original owner of that car, and you know, just the just the history towards her drag racing it back in the day, um, it going through a couple hands and misfortune on a few things. Um, Katrina flooded everything when her and her late husband were trying to uh, rebuild it back to stock. And it's just one of them deals like finally she got her car back. And, you know, it was some other shop had hit it and she finally found it a couple of years later in a storage unit and had to pay the storage to get it out. I mean, it's just, <laughs> if it wow. could tell stories, it'd be amazing. At least it didn't end up on like, you know, one of those storage wars things where, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Barry Weiss bought the car for $9. Exactly. You yeah. know how much metal's going for a pound now? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that's her baby, though. It turned it out was, phenomenal. Wow, what I a great-looking car. And I would like to say, if that car didn't have a big hand in making those things like the hottest things since sliced bread. <laughs> yeah, it definitely helped that. There's no doubt. Yeah. Was there any other dusters at the show? I don't remember one other duster. And I apologize to anybody that built one for SEMA last year. I didn't remember <laughs> your car. It might After have been that crazy that interior that just called you in. <laughs> I well, loved there, it. And there's that. And yeah, that was that was another friend of ours. So we have a mutual friend in that. It, you had what? Wayne and Pam McGriff did that, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. They, they've they pretty much done every one car we've ever done. And uh, that was one of them that we always throw wild cards at them. And they're like, one of them will be like on board. And the other is like, ah, <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> but we with that car beth never seen like a, a paint sample sample or anything she's seen um renderings here and there and um the last she had seen it was in bare metal and we had a four or five renderings done of the interior and they were all pretty much pro touring ish looking and it never hit to where they looked like a vintage uh, pro street car you know kind of take it back to what she used to have but kind of modernized and last minute they have um the golden duster had that striping material and i said let's let's draw this up with this striping material um we found a company that actually had had the original material in a roll and we drew it up i sent it to her uh, the rendering and it was one of them that was kind of like i don't know about that (laughs) (laughs) and this was probably I'd say close to right at a month before SEMA. And I was like, oh. yeah. Uh-oh. I mean, it was literally last minute. I'm, I'm 11 hours before. Yeah. yeah. I'm hitting her with the, the, you know, the vintage drapes that are hanging in the, in the kitchen count, you know? And um, <laughs> I was like, just trust me, let's do it. It's going to slap people in the face. Some are going to love it. Some are going to hate it, but I think it's going to fit. And I still, it was one of them. I don't know. I was like, let's just do it. And I was like, if you don't like it after the first year we show it, I'll change it all back out to, to white leather. And she was like, huh, all right, that's fine. I'll do what you want to do. <laughs> so <laughs> that was the first time she actually seen it was debuted at SEMA. We pulled oh, the cover wow. off of it, and um, she's seen the color. She's seen the car. And uh, she walked up to the inside and looked at it, and uh, she looked back at me. She goes, hmm, 
they don't look that bad. <laughs> so, oh. <laughs> it was like a big uh, relief, you know? You could have gone and submitted two renderings for that, gone, you know, the one you did, and then just to make sure you get that one, you submit one with like a mod top. Yeah. <laughs> oh. It was one of them we could have looked really bad there, and she cussed us out for what we'd done for her car, or we were going to be making a home run, at, home run out of it. So. <laughs> but see, okay, right right here, this is the cool part of, of, of this hobby of hot rodding is – a lot of people will play it safe. They don't. Oh, I don't want to. I don't want to step out of that out of that comfort zone and and do something that everybody's going to freak out by. Well, that's how you that's how you do it. I mean, you got to be willing to you got to be willing to take that dive. Yeah, like, that. Let's do it. Like, oh, yeah. well, what if people don't like it? Well, it doesn't matter. I think it's badass. Well, yeah. there you go. So you know, and it was a hit. Yeah, I think I think uh, I hear more positive than negative about it. So um, I think it's a good throwback. That's not the normal pro touring car, you know? So, um, I, I, I think it was a hit. So indeed, man. And that again, had the hallmark of everything you build, you know, super well detailed, great fit and finish. And again, not quite the expected car. Yeah. That's why I love your stuff, man. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna fanboy you here, but damn it. Okay. Maybe a little, but uh, yeah. <laughs> it's just one of those things. I've always been a fan of your style and you, you really, you don't fit the typical mold. Which is what I think I like about your stuff, and that's something I want to talk to you about. Is you know the development of your style over the years. I mean, you, you granted, hell, you're a good guy's trendsetter, and for good reason, because again, you don't follow the same footsteps. You know, for you, it's not the okay. It's these forge lines on column A. Yeah. You know, this suspension kit on B. This color off of C. Your God, your your stuff has. You can pick one of your cars out of a lineup easy. No, I look at. Um... I don't want to be the, uh, you know, the one that's uh, our shop to where it's, all we do is just pro touring cars. We like our hot rods. We like our vintage stuff, um, all that stuff. So we kind of like, and it gives a good change of pace in the shop too and a good variety. So I don't, I don't want to get too wild and crazy. Definitely change up a few things, but you know, back in the day, they, these cars are, are nice now. And I think we just need to kind of fine tune them and, uh, you know, definitely modernize some of the drivetrain on to some degree because everybody's wanting to drive them now. But it's enhanced what's kind of already there. Right on, and it th- this brings up an interesting point too. Like right now, we're in kind of a weird part, uh, just a weird part of history with this whole thing, where there's not really an emerging trend at the moment. It's kind of all over the place. There's a lot of outgrowths from existing trends. Things like that. I mean, you got like the C10 guys are all doing their C10 thing, whatever that is over there. And, right. you know, you've got the pro touring guys are pretty set in what they want to do. Where where do you see it going right now? Oh, man. Um, I figured I'd load one up for you, man. Yeah, that's just... straight up. Yeah, here, slap this one in your face. Kind of deal. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but that's what I like about it. It's, it's kind of like this This whole show is just freestyle and you just go with it. And um, it's hard to say because, like you said, Every angle has their own idea and trend, you know, with the C10 stuff. The patina cars, that's huge now, you know. Um, it's it's really hard to say. Um, I think everything's kind of maybe taking a step back a little bit and not being too crazy. I think a lot of stuff is going more original, but they're modernizing every bit of drivetrain and the feel. To pretty much if you took your daily driver, everyday 2018 truck or whatever, and put old sheet metal on it and drove it like a daily driver. I think that's a big thing right now is drivability. You know, people are wanting to get out and actually enjoy, enjoy these cars, you know? 
Right on. Yeah, we, we had a talk uh, with uh, Ilana Schur about a, yeah. a couple weeks ago. And one of the things she had mentioned, too, she said, uh, it, it's a lot of viewing nostalgia through the eyes of modernity. Well, that's a hard thing to say, modernity. Yeah. And that, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, so you've got, you know, you want that drivability, but you still want that, that vintage feel. Exactly. But I mean, it's really easy to trip over that line too and wind up with like that, you know, that Led Zeppelin tour t-shirt that you just bought at Target. Oh man. <laughs> it, it's, it's just like the, the patina cars is when do you stop is a, is a thing, you know, cause say a patina car comes in and you don't want to do paint body and you don't do this and that, but you've got to learn how to stop to where you don't take it past that and you're into a completely different genre of, of car, you know? Yeah. Right on. Yeah. Well, well, maybe that's your trend right here. Okay. Here's where you go, man. <laughs> the two extremes it's, I'm going to hand you. And, man, it's so it's hard to snow, the snowball effect, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you can either A, take the patina thing way too far and just get one that you just uh, show up at a show with the car in a dustpan. Yeah, There's I mean, no, that's all that's left. I mean, or, but 600, 600 horsepower is this much, but 700 is only this much more. Why not go with that, you know? Right. Figure You got to find the point where it just folds the car completely in half. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's, a guy, that's a guy thing anyway, right there. It's like, okay, six months from now, I'm not going to care that it cost me an extra. But right now, I, I won't eat for a week, but that's okay because in six months, I'll be awesome. So, oh, so and you don't, yeah. That's a guy and move you, and you don't want your neighbor to have more than you. Is one thing. <laughs> you could market that as a whole weight loss program. Think about oh, that. Man. Yeah. The Goolsby Family Weight Loss Challenge. Man. Like you have a family that shows up to have their car done, and like you know everybody's looking a little on the hefty side. Like winter yeah. just got over. <laughs> They're done with their car. He's looking really svelte. And you're like, you guys look great. Look even better in the car. See? Exactly. Yeah. It was like you want to build a car. How much horsepower does your neighbor have? Because you need to have more than him. <laughs> You'll there's never your, live it down if you don't. Marketing tool, man, yeah. right there. I had a client like that where we were, I was designing a car. I'm not going to say which car. Needless to say, his neighbor had a car that was built by a very prominent shop. And the competition between these two just kept escalating. So one kept on adding things to the other car. And our client, by the time we were done... I think I had drawn more like yeah. designs for one car. And we're to the point where like, you name it, it was getting redesigned. It was like, oh, the the radio volume knob, can you do five no five new versions of that? But maybe, you know, have it jewel encrusted. The competition yeah. thing is strong. Maybe that's the next trend. <sighs> one up yeah. it, it is that. I think the hot rod community has a, a strong family to where we're all out for competition but we're all out we're all here for each other also yes you share certain secrets but we're all here to share them and to help each other so but it's a it's a good competition put it that way definitely and i'll I'll give you the speaking of sharing let's all be quiet about this uh listen in if you're at home um i think the next big trend is really going to be fiero bodied supercars Hmm. hmm Are you going to be the only one in this trend? <laughs> what? No, no. I'm going to flip the whole trend. This is going to be yeah. great. You've seen like Lamborghini-bodied Fieros. That's yeah. totally oh, the opposite. Man. Nice. Man. So a yeah. mid-engine, okay, a mid-engine, really short wheelbase 70 Charger. Okay, that just sounds yes. weird. Yeah. 
And mm-hmm. for, for you, Brad, we'll do like a 70 Chevelle station wagon with a Fiero body on it. Dude, okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm in. I'm, I'm in, I think. Nothing would nothing would be, you know, we're going to have to call it the 4M4, though. We're going to make it a crew cab. (laughs) Fiero Kingswood. (laughs) You never know unless you try, right? That's right. (laughs) I just take back everything I said earlier. I was thinking I was completely wrong. (laughs) Yeah, it could be definitely a hero or zero. (laughs) So taking it that way, though, um, do, do you have, what's the weirdest car that you've got in the back of your head that you really, you would just love to have somebody show up at your doorstep and go, here's my 36 Henway. I've never really even thought of that yet. Maybe that's one we should have uh, thought about before. You just popped oh, it on me. <laughs> well, we'll save that for the lightning round. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I, I've never thought, um, I'm trying to even think of something that somebody's brought me and I'm like, no, that's not going to work. I've had some come to me that, you know, this is what I want. I want it yellow. I want purple flames on it, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, it's just not our style um, and turned it down. And that's really the probably the main one that always sticks in my head because the fact of that's what they wanted. And this wasn't that far long ago. Weird car wise. I don't think I've actually been hit with that one yet. Something awesome. that I didn't like, you know. We'll save that for one day when you you, you do a call in. It'll be a, yeah. we'll have a, we'll have an emergency I'm meeting text, of the Round Six podcast. I'm take you a picture of this Fiero that shows up tomorrow and be like, "Damn yeah. you!" <laughs> There's a guy in Alabama with a Fiero going, "Yes, yeah." I knew it was going to come back around. I've got to find somebody in that area now to sticker up on all kinds uh, of Round uh, Six stickers and show up at your door and go, oh. "Let's do this." It'll happen too. If you talk about it, they show up or something shows up. <laughs> I'm I'm totally going to sit down. I'm going to draw one tonight. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, though, you could probably make it to where it was a pretty cool ass car. You know? Oh, easy. I've uh, got I've got plans for one of those. I mean, back in the day, you think nobody ever thought that the the you know Monte Carlos or the you know Grand Prix or anything like that was going to be a hit, but all that's coming around now. And it's scary. They're so far out of range, too, price-wise. It's ridiculous. And everybody who's got one of those, it's like, oh, I've got a, you know, 86 Monte LS with a 4.3. What do you want for it? 38. Yeah. <laughs> well, then you have the third-gen Camaro that went across Barry Jackson, you know, a million dollars. So, <laughs> yeah, they uh, jacked, yeah. jacked all them rust buckets that are in somebody's backyard up. <laughs> <laughs> Mullets everywhere are getting tucked right. outside of trucker hats. I can't hate on it, though, because that's what I'm, I'm like, I got to... That's what I've been looking at a lot here lately, but I kind of grew up with that. But I have my Ford 5.0 buddies that are cracking on me and, you know, trying to send me mullets and stuff like that. But that's They're part cool of it, cars, I guess. Though. Yeah. Until you work on them. <laughs> uh, well, dude, there's that. I, I, I had, we owned one. Wife and I had one. And you better have a metric and a standard socket set when oh, you work on man. it. Yeah. And a bunch they, of foam to stuff under the dashboard and underneath all the trim <laughs> so it doesn't squeak. Oh. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, Lord, I don't think, I can't imagine one of those coming out of Jonathan's shop where he's going to be like, all right, we, we gave you a little piece of retro that you always wanted. It's going to be this rattle. Know. You're not going to be able to tell right where it's coming from? No, yeah, no, we're not going to stick the sock behind the behind the tag because the bass is making a rattle, you know? <laughs> <laughs> How great would that be, though? What a, right there's a, that's the start of a whole YouTube channel for you. We're like, you go around and you're sourcing like vintage, like, but don't even go for brand name stuff. Go for like pile drivers, you know, oh. anything you can to make this thing. 
the old pyramid stuff from the pyramid. flea market. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, the Cal- pyramid amp. Yeah, yeah, California style, wasn't it? Wasn't it? <laughs> pyramid. Oh. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> be awesome. It's got a legacy chassis with pyramid oh. guts. You got to keep your, uh, what was it, your tassel from high school hanging from the mirror, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it'd be even better. Oh, see, maybe this is one of those little detail things you could slip into a car. Remember, like, the guys who would take the uh, the garter from the prom? I was just no. going to say that. <laughs> Put it on your tack? Yeah. <laughs> Let me turn my neon lights under my car on them, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, I was yeah, just talking yeah. about that. My kid asked me that the other night. He says to me, he says, is it true they used to have cars back in the day where people ran lights underneath? And I was like, oh, dude, I don't have video of it because it was way before them. But I've got screen grabs somewhere. Oh, yeah. What do you mean used to? <laughs> <laughs> I still see that now. <laughs> it, well, that's, it's coming back. Now, you but now the, it's all LEDs. I don't think it's, it ever died. It's still on the same car as it was on back in the day. So, oh, so you're, you're telling me the undergo clear under, undergo glow clear? kit under my dually isn't cool anymore no it's, it's going to be around. it's, it's going to be really thing. cool again especially if it's an original one you're like this is oh, yeah. plus, man. With, man, real always, neon, with real neon tubes yeah, yeah, that was so a cool always man, always so pissed when you'd run over something low rider and bust one of the neons <laughs> <laughs> somehow i don't see you uh, although maybe we're going to learn something about you here. I just never pictured you as the guy cruising around on like, uh, you know, what do you call it? Like, let's see, try fan boids with some neon underneath your car. Oh, I'd have to say the first com- third gen Camaro I bought actually for my wife. This, get this. I traded a Monte Carlo SS for this third gen and <laughs> um, it had, it had tri fan prime, prime tri fans on it. Oh, Oh, yeah. And I mean, if I could find that car again now. <laughs> well, it would be the ultimate, like, I, God, the thing would be a great time capsule. I would love to see a whole series of cars that are built just like the stuff you had in high school. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, teal <laughs> with some tweed. Oh, oh some? No, not some. Lots of tweed. Oh, Lots either, of tweed. tweed. either teal man. or what was that? 92. Yeah, the 92 Beretta teal. Oh, yeah. man. A little bit of magenta the, on it. Oh, the Z24. <laughs> <laughs> see, see, I know all that. I grew oh. up in a collision shop at a Chevrolet dealership, so I, I <laughs> tinted back window. You're oh. just trying. You always, you always have one of your buddies in the back trying to work out one of the bubbles. Do it in strips, you know. Hide the hide the lines in the defrost <laughs> lines, you know. <laughs> that was before we got to where we could actually make it one piece. I remember experimenting with stuff like that. The hardest window I ever tinted in my life, I did the back window on a 60 Biscayne. And I did that in two pieces with a buddy of mine. And I hope right now, Kurt, I hope you're sitting out there. I hope you're going into shakes over that because that sucked. (laughs) You go through about five rolls of tint to get the one piece to fit. Oh, yeah. And then then you get that one piece to lay. The second piece screws up. So you're heading back out to the, the auto parts store. And they're closed uh, yeah, for the night. Say, straight to AutoZone. Yeah. <laughs> so you're driving around for two or three days in that car, which is the one strip. <laughs> what was the so, big brand? Gila or what? Gila. Yeah. 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 yeah it was. Yeah. 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 That was a hot stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All, all their different lines of tint. It'd uh, go about six months before it turned uh, purple. Purple. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know what one held up, though? The bronze always held up good. 
I had a Chevy celebrity. Don't hold that against me that I put oh, bronze tint on. I don't ever want to hear anything about me having tri bar wheels or. If <laughs> oh, I wouldn't. No, 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 no. That was set out of envy. I. Uh, yeah, trust me, dude. I, me and my Jensen six by nines and my my uh, pyramid amp cruising around boy, the map. We thing. thought that we thought the Tim the Tim sticker war was going to be bad. It's just going to get oh, ugly on this, this deal here. This, this is, is brutal. Yeah. This is round six. Uh, what is it? Um, a vintage series, eighties series. You know? Yeah. Uh, you, you know that. You know that you had that straight out. It wasn't a, the uh, detachable face. It was the pull out radio. Yeah. Oh yeah. And you carried it around with it whenever you oh, went. Yep. Yeah. The symbol of pride. That was like that, that was yeah. big before we had a motorcycle helmet. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody knew if you wanted a cool car or if you were just a thief stealing stereo. <laughs> yeah. It went both ways there. I got to put all my center caps in the trunk before I leave it alone. Yeah. <laughs> Did that a lot. Good days. Yep. We should just call, I'm going to call this episode Circa 91. Yeah. <laughs> oh. around. I don't even know how we do it. We can't. We could just call it Goolsby and the Funky Bunch. Yes, that'd be perfect. <laughs> I'm going to have to get that. I'm going to get my third gen Camaro going. I'm going to have to get a sticker like that. <laughs> oh. okay, I'll, I'll lay up a nice little logo for that. We'll make that exactly, happen. Exactly, yeah. I know it's great about that Camaro, too, because when you say it's such a good vibration, you know, you, you'd mean it because it's all your trim panels vibrating. Oh, man. Side. So one of the things we, we, we don't really talk about too often here is, uh, and we talked about it off air, uh, the joy of the SEMA thrash. Is it joy? <laughs> well, joy from, from a over, distance right? for us, it's always funny yeah, to watch. Yeah. Because um, you can tell the guys who aren't going to make it, and those are the ones who are like, oh, dude, it's always hashtag SEMA thrash, and these guys are having a beer. I think, uh, no, I know it's, it's us putting too much on our plate is what it boils down to <laughs> that. And, and, you know, if, if they said, Hey, we're going to postpone SEMA for two weeks, we would still wait till the last, not wait the <laughs> last minute, but we would take up every second and still be there at the same time, you know? But yeah, it makes it, um, we put a lot on ourselves and it's good to have a bunch of good guys in the shop that actually are devoted to it also. And I know here the last couple of years, we've been, I pushed them to their limits. <laughs> Um, a lot of pizza and beer in the shop, you know, and, and, uh, you know, a good thing we have an apartment upstairs so they can actually, you know, take naps and now I'll go up and wake them up. So, okay, your hour nap. So get back out there. Yeah. But, uh, it is, it's a, uh, it's a passion to be able to put ourselves through all that. And one car is one thing, but then you try to do three or four or five cars and it, you know, you're just, you keep stacking that on top of you, but it's, it's the passion of me. I'm going to want to be there and, and push yourself to those limits. And it's crazy, too. You mentioned doing multiple cars. I mean, years ago, you had already, you know, a, a major shop would show up with one car. And then it became two cars. And all of a sudden, it's like, you know, well, this shop's going to have half a dozen cars. I'm waiting for the day when it's like, come down to Central Hall and see all the cars <laughs> that Goolsby bought. No, it won't be that. <laughs> Uh, no, it's, I mean, that's like this year we're we're trying to be more, uh, I'd say, realistic and not kill ourselves. We still want to bring a lot out and a lot of new stuff to the table, but uh, try to make it to where I'm, well, I'm trying to be, I guess, nice to them because I don't, you know, I've put them through a lot and they've actually been there for me. So 
let's say we'll reward them this year and maybe put them through hell next year. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice of you. Yeah, yeah, give them one year off. You're only going to do three <laughs> or four cars this year versus five or six. We're going to make you suffer next year, so yeah. enjoy your year. Yeah, it's like eight or nine next year. <laughs> That's right. So do you have, I always love asking this question because everybody's got that one. Do you have a SEMA build horror story? I, I would say two years ago we did five cars. There wasn't much of a horror to, towards something happening. It was the fact of, hey, let's do these five and and actually trying to get them done. Um, we had some st- we had to bring some people in to help us and and all that, but it was um, really down to the wire to where all the crew had done flew out there. The wife flew out there. Um, three of the other cars were out there, and me and actually me and three other people that didn't even work for me were still here finishing these up, and we loaded up at the last minute and shotgunned all the way there. You know, and that's that was probably the first year we've actually done that. It was kind of it was scary because you're thinking, what if something happens? You know, um, I had backup for trailers there. It's like if something happened midway, they're coming to pick me up to get these cars there. So it's, you know, it's the scary part of what the what ifs being that close to schedules on stuff. You know, you always plan all this stuff and schedule it to a T, but you always run into certain things taking too long or something happens and you know you have to try to make up that time somewhere i i never thought of the backup trailer for your trailer thing that's actually kind of crazy it makes sense that's good insurance but i never really thought about that yeah wow. i mean i mean we had a trailer there and they knew we were coming and it was to the point of like let's get in the trailer now we got to go now 10 hours before that i'm like if it doesn't get done people will be working in the trailer going down the road you know (laughs) uh, but we got it done got everything loaded and hit the road to where um, you know and they were on standby because they were already there and they we kept in touch and you know nothing happened fortunately so we made it but it's yeah it's always good to have some kind of backup plan because you never know (laughs) well you brought up a it really sparked, what you just said, though, about somebody working in the trailer, that kind of sparked an idea. I'm waiting for the year when they have maybe like the the build it on the road to SEMA challenge where you get like five teams just leave from different parts of the country and everybody has to build their car on the road. Have like scheduled stops where you have to stop in a certain town and you have to buy parts for the car just on whatever's available on Craigslist. <laughs> Yeah, I think you own something. Yeah, I, I want to be the one to drive the truck in the trailer so I can do just swerve all over the place. <laughs> you were stopping in Gumshoe, North Dakota. <laughs> oh man, God! I hope they got Fiero parts. Uh, all we could buy was beef jerky and gas. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So, but you could put that on the car. You show up with a smudge on the windshield, and you're like, eh, "That's what we bought." Yeah, yeah, beef yeah. jerky upholstery. <laughs> Real cowhide. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it can be tricky to drive on the autocross, man. And you bringing your dog along for a trip? <laughs> <laughs> no, I saw the upholstery was done when we left. This yeah. Show. Oh, those custom touches. <laughs> <laughs> See, there's that trend. Yep, yep. Running a, running a shop with a, a team like you do, man. I, I love bring, I love asking questions like this because uh, it brings that little layer to 
a guy who might be starting out or somebody who's looking to kind of figure out a better way to run their shop. What is, what's your, your kind of your management technique? Are, are you more of a hands-on kind of micromanage guy, you know, where I, and I can't imagine, I can't imagine you're standing over somebody's, you know, shoulder going, no, 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 no. An, an eighth more of a turn on that bolt. Well, he's waking him up after an hour nap, so I'm going to say yeah. it's probably a little. Yeah. So we're going to say tyrant, but not micromanager. Yeah. Okay. We got we got Nerf guns. We just shoot them from a coffee shop. <laughs> Wake your ass back up. Um, no, I, I, I've got um, to kind of back it up. When we first started the shop, it was just me and the wife, and it was me doing all of it, and she did a lot of the office stuff. And finally, I got to the point where like I can't do it all. You know, I got to have somebody else, you know, to do this or do that. And that opened my eyes of like, that's where the, the team starts, you know, fast forward to now I have, you know, I have a manager that kind of looks over everything. He looks at it and then I trust his judgment on it. He, we're, we're close on styles. Um, you know, I trust on everything he does. So if I go out there and I look at something and I don't really bother the guys that much, um, and I'll come ask him, I'll say, hey, what's the deal with this, this, and this? And he'll tell me, you know, we're waiting on this or whatever. You know, I think it's just a good team effort in me not being over him and hounding him the whole time. He handles a lot of the fab shop side for me. I handle a lot of the paint shop side, you know, so we kind of split that up. And then we communicate back and forth on, you know, where each thing's at and what when's on, one's going to go to the other shop or come back and go to final assembly um, I think it's a full team effort. I don't think it's that one person can do it all, you know, and it took me a little while to actually figure that out. Yeah, that, that's a major stepping stone. And I can't even imagine it too. I mean, doing a full build as a one man shop. I mean, we, we've got friends that do that. You got a guy like Dave Lane. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I don't, I, the, the guy's superhuman. And, and then yeah, on is. the same token, he <laughs> takes time to guide me on how to buy a battery tender. Thanks, Dave. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, it, it's crazy, though. So when when you started to build your team, or should I say, when you, when you add the first guy, at what point do you start to kind of, had, had you sat down and figured out that you needed a particular person with, I mean, granted, you're not going to get Liam Neeson, but you need a guy with a particular set of skills to take certain responsibility or did you just kind of find a person where you thought, okay, cool, this guy can do everything I can do. We can split this up. And then as we need more people, well, we'll just kind of figure it out from there. Um, no, I think it's it, knowledge is one big thing, I guess, kind of growing up in the industry and, and knowing a little bit of both sides towards fab shop, paint shop, you know, a, wiring everything, putting a car together. It breaks off to, um, you're going to have your guy that specializes in just one thing, you know, towards you have your fab shop guys. Um, you find them. They don't care nothing about paint body work. Like the manager, he knows, he kind of grew up in it with his father. So he, you know, he knows paint body. He knows fab work. Um, he can get out there and, you know, mold a fender and go in here and body work and paint it. So that helps towards steering the guys in the shop on what's the next step because he knows, he knows all the steps from start to finish. You know, in the paint and body shop side, them guys don't know, they might know not know how to form a fender, but they can do all the paint and body shop side. So I think you're always learning. Hell, I go in here and, and some of the fab guys will make something. I'm like, how? And so, you know, it's they've figured it out and they've learned new techniques. And I might have figured a new technique somewhere else. And it's a whole, like I said, back to the team deal. And 
you know, you're never stop learning, but it's, I think it's to point to where you find each individual has their, their specialty and you put them in that, in that spot, you know, and you grow from there. And a big part too, like I said too, if you can educate your guys on the next step, you don't wind up in that weird, like that home builder thing where it's like, you know, the framer doesn't care about the plumber and the plumber doesn't give a crap what the drywall guy has to go through. Oh yeah. It's no different than me going up there. I'm like, Hey, cause I grew up in the paint and body shop side is where I started. And then I'll go up there and the fab shop guys are like, Hey, what about this, this, and this, we're going to do this. I'm like, well, that's going to interfere with this and this on the paint shop side. So it familiarizes with them and then it's vice versa. So, you know, we're working together to make a, a good product. And how many guys do you have right now on your team? It's 11, and we've got you know, two apprenticeship guys in here that are straight out of high school right now that you know, just kind of getting our feet wet and seeing if this is something they want and you know, I guess make them kind of do some of the dirty work, but you know, stepping stones for them. Now that your shop has gotten bigger, are you finding that you're getting some out-of-town and out-of-state guys that are coming and applying for your jobs, or are you still gathering most of your talent locally? Uh, believe it or not. The majority of ours is from out of town. The way we've kind of social media has been big for us on looking for people. You know, we bring them in for, you know, a week or two if they can and uh, put them in a hotel, let them work in the shop just like a regular guy that's been here for a while. We interview towards watching their work. The guys that are here kind of watch how they do things. And and then if they're great at working, doing what they're doing, um, their attitude's good and all that. All the guys in the shop approve of them, too. Then we offer the job and, you know, try to help with maybe some moving expenses or something like that. Because if it's, if you have that one bad seed, then it's going to turn the whole shop down. So it's not, you know, it's not just me interview them. It's, you know, the shop as a whole too. That's smart. That's absolutely awesome. And and you mentioned before, you got, you got a lot of young guys in there. Your work with good guys and uh, as far as the, uh, like the young guns yeah, deal goes. Deal. Yeah, man, you you are you're, you're obviously very active in that. How how did that get started? The um, they've had that program for a little while, and then it kind of went stagnant for a while. We started doing a you know, I guess getting into the show scene more, coming to their shows a lot, got to know a lot of the you know the people that they're you know run young the uh, good guys, and it got brought up, and we were like, yeah, let's let's be the sponsor of this and, you know, kind of push the next generation of hot rod builders, not saying I'm young, but uh, you know, I'm younger than some of the peers that I looked up to. Let me be the one that kind of helps that next generation, you know, step up and keep this thing going alive. So have you found any, uh, have you found any of your guys through that program? I haven't. And, um, I say most of it, you know, what will, the way the whole program works is, you know, we have a special area for them to park at it, all the good guy shows and, and, um, we'll pick two out of whoever's there and, uh, put them up front and let social media vote on their favorite. And I get a vote and good guys gets a vote. And, you know, we listen to the stories that they have, um, what's their agenda for, you know, future builds or where they're going with the future of, you know, what are they looking at growing up to be and you know how much they worked on the car and then we'll pick a winner out of that and that'll be the winner for that show and they get the young guys award you know you never know um if you'll get somebody out of it but you know at least you're there and i've had tons of them reach out to me and like hey 
we're doing this, this, and this, and what do you recommend on spraying on this, or how did you do this? And it's good to be able to just kind of be there for that that next generation to kind of help them on the, along the way. Is there one thing about the quality of the stuff that they're bringing that's kind of blowing you away? I, I'm starting to see some stuff out here, some really high-quality fabrication done by younger guys now. That's just amazing. Uh, there is, um, I say from both ends of the spectrum there, some come out and it's, it's amazing the knowledge they know and what they can do and how young they are. And then you have some that are, I mean, just prime their car just to get it there and stayed up all night doing it. And then you have the passion of that part too. Yeah. Some of the younger people, I mean, they picked up on it quick and they brought some that are just amazing bills that, you know, not saying I'm any better than them, but they're, the quality on is, is insane. Yeah, what we see out here, a lot of it, you know, a lot of it's off-road fabrication and stuff out here in California, but you're seeing some younger guys that can just TIG weld like a pro. It's, uh, it's unreal. I mean, <laughs> I it's mean, like it's, the art of TIG welding has just uh, evolved so much in about the last 10 years. Yeah, and it's, it's to me, like, you can get on social media and it's like a battle of who did the best TIG weld, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Now, in the shop, are you guys starting to do anything with more exotic uh, materials at all? Do you, do you guys kind of like to play in that world at all? Uh, a little bit. Um, you know, we play with a little bit of titanium and stuff like that, but it's not nothing, not stupid crazy, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, it's kind of your, I guess that's one of the things we need to step out and look at for just the next trend, you know? Yeah, some of the materials have kind of almost kind of jumped the shark a little bit, you know, like, you know, carbon fiber. I work in the aerospace business, so I see aer- I see carbon fiber every day. A lot of people still get really excited about it. To me, it's just another material. But, yeah, uh, you're right. I got one firebird in here, and it's got a carbon nose on it, and people look at it, and I hear it. Oh, you got a carbon nose on it. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Ready I, to I, get I, painted. Yeah. I got a carbon fiber toothbrush. I mean, what's, what's special about that? You know? <laughs> you know, there was a time when it was really exciting, you know, and a lot of people would leave it raw. Just, you know, hey, look, I got carbon fiber. Yeah. Uh, I mean, to me, I I don't know. I'm I'm not a huge fan of exposed carbon fiber. I like what the material can do and what, and the, what it can give you. I'm just not crazy about it, you know, standing out like a sore thumb, like you're saying, with a, a nose that's that, and then the rest of the body's painted a different color, you know? Yeah, I, I mean, and there's places for it, and like I said, sure. that's, that was one of them trends back in the day, and it's and not that it's dead, because it still fits in certain builds. It has purpose. Yeah, and it's, uh, you know, I, that's one of them things we've never been really, I mean, I like it and all that, but we've never been one to kind of just show it off a lot, you know? Yeah. I would just show off whatever you're using. I mean, hell, I'd be like, there's there's like, you know, eight tubes of spot putty in this car. I'm showing it off. Yeah. Here's the tubes that came in. Yeah. Here's all my <laughs> leftover panel bond tubes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is all the Bondo dust. I swept it all up and then sprinkled yeah. it back over the clear when I was when it was drying. When you mix it with water, it's good again. Yeah. <laughs> it's good again. <laughs> I want you to feel like you're getting your money's worth. Yeah. Every bit Every of the product bit, yeah. this stuff. Recycle. I got, I got three of my best guys on it right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Though. I mean, it, I mean, you brought up a point, though, Alex. Uh, you know, it, it's kind of neat. You know, the purpose of a material is really cool. And, you know, I get it. Like like you said, okay, when, Jonathan, when you had mentioned having a carbon fiber toothbrush, all I could think then was, like, I can't wait for carbon fiber teeth. 
or Kevlar teeth to become the big thing in like pro hockey. <laughs> carbon fiber teeth. <laughs> I'm going to get a carbon fiber tooth with a diamond in it. Not only do I have a tooth with a diamond in it, it's a carbon fiber tooth <laughs> with a diamond. Imagine that though. Some boxer shows up, just smiles, flashes that carbon fiber smile. People don't oh. like it. Like a glass no. eye that's made out of carbon fiber? That'd be like, no. freaky. Oh, no chrome grills here. No. <laughs> In the 90s, I had a billet grill. That, yeah. yeah. And nobody ever does the phantom grill. Uh, <laughs> I got nothing after that. Um, <laughs> Boo, man. <laughs> I was going to take that further and say I did work with a guy who had like a DeSoto grill. But yeah. and you guys are um, in Hueytown. You guys are outside of Birmingham, correct? Is that kind of have I got my geography correct? <laughs> yeah, you're right. We're probably uh, 10, 15 minutes from Birmingham. So. All right. Well, Hueytown is the home of the Alabama gang. <laughs> You're right. You've been yeah. doing your homework, haven't you? <laughs> well, no. I mean, I was an old race fan from back in the day. I'm not as much of a race fan as I used to be. But, okay. uh, you know, the Allisons and all that sort of stuff. You know, Hueytown, Alabama was, you know, everybody knew where those guys were from. You know, Red Farmer and oh, yeah. the Allisons and the Bonnets and all those all guys. Right. I mean, they yeah, all came from that area. We're still, um, uh, farmer, red farmer's still racing. Um, the bonnet, he's what mid eighties now. Yeah. Um, probably yeah, at least if not a and little bit older than that. Yeah. Wow. But he's, he's at, a he's, uh, you know, the hometown hero at Talladega short track, the dirt track. So he's still running, you know, late models there. Um, the, you know, the bonnets were close with them. Um, we've run, uh, many modifieds and go-karts with, you know, the grandson and, the uh, Kristen Bonnet, we're still close with her, and now they run open wheels here locally. And wow. so, um, you know, the racing scene's still big. It's just not it's not like what it used to be. Put it that yeah. way. Well, I know you guys sponsor a, a, a late model car of some sort, right? Is I don't I don't know the class, but uh, I know you guys have got a car out there with your shop. Yeah, that's actually my uh, my out. <laughs> really, I've got a. Uh, two late models in a truck and we help sponsor, you know, a couple mini modifieds and an open wheel. And so if I can, if I'm in town from a show and, and I can get out there, then, then I'll go race. If not, I've got, I've got a guy that will actually run my car for me. Um, so <laughs> it's to tear your stuff up. <laughs> yeah. <it is. laughs> I enjoy it greatly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but, <laughs> no, that's that is my out is actually to uh, you know kind of get away and go racing if uh, yeah. if we're if we're in town and you know I kind of grew up in that so and being here in Hughtown that's always been the thing to do so yeah so you an asphalt guy or a dirt guy asphalt um, I run carts in dirt I don't oh. really like I mean call me a diva but man you get so damn you get so damn dirty <laughs> i was gonna say the the red clay they got there that stuff does just, just doesn't wash off it's man it, you know talking about some good red buggers <laughs> <laughs> but well then you got to be out front all the time you know? i You're know back in the pack man it's booger time <laughs> man it's Cart race. That's the name oh. of the episode now. It's Booger, Booger Time. time. Done. Booger Time. <laughs> <laughs> oh. No, but I saw a picture of the uh, the asphalt car. That's a good looking car. That's um yeah that's the one that we're running for actually a uh, they're doing a, a six race shootout and half of the half of those races I can't be in town for so I got 
actually the driver's guy, the mechanic that works for me. And uh, so he's driving it. He's a hell of a wheel man. And we're going to try to hit these six race shootout, but it's supposed to be spaced out enough to where we can kind of, it's not on top of each other, but we've had so much rain here lately. The next three weeks are all back to back. So wow, <laughs> it's a, yeah, go uh, get a loan for all the tires we're going to have to buy. <laughs> yeah. You have any aspirations of continuing to move up classes, or are you pretty happy with what you're doing currently? Um, I like um, I like the late models. Um, we've done a lot of the little mini mod, the four cylinder stuff. That's fun. My the trucks we still have, those are just like I'd say the you know NASCAR trucks. Everybody beat and bangs pretty heavy. I'm I'm happy with really anything I can get into. Put it that way. <laughs> well, that's cool. That's that's. That's really cool. So, uh, carbon fiber nose on your car at all? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, we did a full carbon fiber body. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of course. Go. You got to go big, right? I run it way back in the pack so nobody will beat and bang with me, but I'm out there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, quality stuff. So, what's on the horizon for you, man? Where, where do you, I, I never want to ask that question, where do you see yourself in five years? Because, you know, my answer to that would be, you know, celebrating the anniversary of the fifth year of you answering, you know, asking yeah. me that, but uh, we'll bake a cake. Um, um, yeah, um, I would, I really see the same thing, you know, I see slowing down a little bit just because I'll be getting older and I won't be as be able to move as good. <laughs> But, but, uh, you know, I, I really see the same thing. It'd be interesting to see the, how the trend and the, the new year of cars come up, uh, about. I think that'll be a big, a big deal. I don't really see that, that much of a, uh, a change for us other than just keep hustling and playing with these cars, you know? No, no aspirations of a, uh, like a, a Goolsby line of phantom grills. <sighs> yeah. Uh. <laughs> May <laughs> his silence is telling. It got quiet. Wow. You, know, hmm. you know them tri, you know them tri-bar wheels might come back. You know. <laughs> oh, you they to, already are. You know, yeah. You want to show off them brakes and see them wheels chopping when you go down the road. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of scary. You think about it with big brakes now. That would be the wheel. Yeah, you're right. Oh, you know, we, we always had a we had an ongoing joke for the longest time in the first episodes of the show where we used to talk about the was it the Ronal uh, the teddy bear wheel the teddy bear wheel yeah. oh man and we we lost track of this we should ask you this was one of the great questions was you know if if you could have any animal as a wheel <laughs> <laughs> oh. and I will tell you goldfish is taken uh, yeah 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 yep. huh what what's been what all has been taken is that like the the one time, the one question I guess asked everybody. We I never. Said, well, it no. was never really consistent. This is yeah. more. This would be more considered like I guess a spare wheel question if you get down to it. Because uh, we've had in the past we have we had the giraffe wheel. Couldn't yeah. you imagine building a car for a guy that was a good driver car and and you did a uh, spare tire in the back and did a cover over it and never showed it to him? He's like, oh, there's your spare tire. If you ever did have a flat and he took that cover off and it was a. <laughs> Teddy bear, bear wheel. wheel. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> huh. I don't know. My favorite is the Aquarius, Brian. I'm sorry. That's still the Aquarius. Uh, it's still the favorite. Oh, I'm when I market the Aquarius wheel. It's uh, I mean the the key to that though is keeping the little castles in place when I you know <laughs> go to the corner. Oh man. Yeah, the little pieces of coral, you know that too. 
Well, they, they even out pretty well at about 65, <laughs> 70 miles an hour. It's self-balancing. Balance probably goes away. <laughs> Up to that point, it's a hell of a ride. But, uh, <laughs> but no, you don't have to. I don't want to put you on that spot. I mean, if you want yeah. to... This would be great. We'll do an update one day. But like, we got an email today from Jonathan Goolsby. Yeah. Now you'd have to go with the. Uh, always got to be the badass. So you'd have to, and taking it back to the the vintage thing, you'd have to be the the Cobra Kai snake, right? Ooh, <laughs> Ooh a cobra Ooh. wheel. Yeah. Oh, you know, be cool. Oh, okay. What if we do high fans? <laughs> oh, instead of tri fans, well, cobra play. fan. Come, right. Yeah. So what if what if we did a take on the classic spinner wheel and we have it so like what is it the hood at speed kind of comes out <laughs> she covers up the uh, the brakes yeah better aerodynamics hit like 65 70 75 that sucker starts to open up everybody's may listen to this and be like what the hell are they on man <laughs> I want to be on that podcast yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this would be the weirdest thing ever. We're like, hey, a week before the podcast, look for a package. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Follow directions closely. Oh. <laughs> All right, guys, I made the brownies. We can do this. <laughs> yeah. I'm supposed to keep sniffing this? Oh. <laughs> Sponsored by Tester's Glue. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's where it always gets dopey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> that's, and they write themselves. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I really hope that somewhere out there, my eighth grade teacher's listening to this and going, yeah, I, I, I told you so. I told you exactly. So. I told you so. I knew sitting, you had nothing, nothing. <laughs> yeah. Sitting around drawing cars, making yeah. stupid puns. Yeah. <laughs> Teddy bear wheels. Whoever thought of it. <laughs> <laughs> Although I did have, I had a, uh, we had a girl in our town who had a Ford Tempo with those wheels on it. Oh, wow. I've, I've never seen him on a car, I don't believe, ever. Oh, you haven't lived, man. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm waiting for. I'm waiting for the, oh, the Goolsby Customs Cuddle Wheel will be awesome. Cuddle Wheel. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Come hug my wheels. <laughs> like, some, like some big diameter teddy bear wheels. Yeah. <laughs> or some like deep pro street, you know, 15 uh, by 14. The teddy bear's way in there. It looks like he's in his cave. <laughs> <laughs> and then you got the 28 Grizzly Bear Edition, you know? <laughs> 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 lifted four by a truck yeah with you know low profile tires yeah. of course all the better to climb over that speed bump with but, that's right um, all the better better to roll over that grass with i'm gonna get the next person to come in i will build a car but you better not put them damn teddy bear grizzly bear wheels on there grizzly bear <laughs> <laughs> What is that? The Kohler, the Kohler faucet commercial where they show up with the faucet. Can you build a house around this? Some guy's going to come walking and go, all right, dude. Yeah. I got Watch. this Fiero with these grizzly yeah. bear teddy bear wheels. Yeah. <laughs> with I've a gathering powder parts nose. for five years. Yeah. The offset is all wrong. On to the next. <laughs> that just went so utterly stupid. And <laughs> where do you go now? How do you type teddy bear wheels? You can't. Yeah. You can't. Uh. Oh come on, a guy, a guy like a guy like Jonathan, you're huge on social media. I mean, you yeah. you guys do make a habit out of posting and always good stuff. Yeah. So I think we fed you a really solid, at least a solid two days worth of. <laughs> oh man. Worth a good post. And, and the thing is, I'll probably get more. I could post up a teddy bear wheel that hey, we're thinking about putting this on our next car. 
and it would be the biggest hit I've ever had. Oh. <laughs> Bonus points if you if you show it held up against the front fender of a uh, like a second gen Camaro. Be like, oh. okay, welcome to the Dews and Marrow. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm thinking he needs to get a bunch of a bunch of teddy bears with uh, with suction cups on them, puts them all through the windows of the van. <laughs> say, oh, say. It'd be like the little crying babies leaned all against <laughs> in the car. <laughs> this is the next generation of the crying babies. Oh. Or just build a car so ugly you don't even need the crying babies. You just have everyone that comes near it cries. Yeah, they all <laughs> yeah. lean on it and cry. Three tear buckets. <laughs> <laughs> you could build the Weeping Willis. This thing would be great, dude. Oh, man. Weeping Willis. <laughs> I need to draw that this week. Oh. <laughs> how did it? How did it go from a great time? I mean, here, literally, we have one of the best builders in the world, and I'm like, okay, man, teddy bear wheels. I honestly, I'm, I'm oh, turned myself, I think, building, a week off. We're building Fieros with teddy bear wheels, and <laughs> I you know, never want is, this. You know, that's how it's just like a a, a deal on a napkin. You're, you're writing new ideas on a napkin, so that's right. You're starting right. trends. <laughs> Yep. It might be our, oh, the only trend out there for us. <laughs> I just don't want this to be the episode that they bring up in a in an article in Hot Rod, yeah. where it's like, hey, the downfall of Goolsby Customs, uh, behind the customs. Yeah. I can see it now. The next year I'll go to, hey, you're the teddy bear guy. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> oh, this would be great. We need to get everyone, hey, if you guys are listening out there, next time you see Jonathan at a show, oh. just say, hey, teddy. Hey Ted, it's gonna be awesome. Wow. See, we're making we're making fun of this, but we're gonna get the phone call. Hey, hey guys, we want you to come out to the, uh, the new beach house we just paid cash for. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. See, it can go the other way too. You just Who's know. Who's laughing now, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> One of our we'll get a cease and desist like... from Ronald Wheels. Quit talking about their teddy bear wheel. Yeah. <laughs> Ted himself is going to show up on our door on endorsements. <laughs> One of our earlier guests is home right now listening to this going, oh man, he, he gets he gets a great nickname like Ted off of a teddy bear wheel. Why did I have to be on during marital aid week? <laughs> Worst uh, nickname ever. <laughs> teddy bear edition. That's it. Ah, it's going to be great. I don't even know where to go. I was going to ask him a question, but it's not going to make any sense now. It's like kind of this whole teddy bear thing. Oh, I, I'd be really worried about what? it not making sense. Yeah. Come on, dude. Stick with the theme. Oh. Yeah. Where, yeah. Where, where do you go going? there? <laughs> <laughs> Poor John's going to be laying in bed tonight going, what did I do? Wow. Oh. Damn. What, what did I do? Yeah, speaking of calls from the lawyers, we're going to get that one. <laughs> yeah. We'd like those tapes, please. <laughs> yeah, about the cars that we build. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, no. So we're we're gonna kind of the heat of the uh the show car season. Where where are you guys headed next? Actually this is uh June is like my kind of a month not it's off from show season for, for me, and that's why I try to put in as much racing as we can. Des Moines Good guys. Uh, that's our next uh, big event for us, and then we'll go straight from there to Columbus. Good guys. Yeah, that's that's the big one. So uh, yeah, I've been watching a lot, a lot of cool stuff going together. This should be an interesting year for Street Machine of the Year. Oh, I definitely think so. Also, it's, it's going to be because um, you know, kind of base off of what come to SEMA, and then 
who is going to debut after SEMA for good for the Columbus show. So um, it seems like you always have, uh, you know, maybe a year that's not as big as the next year, but uh, I think this year is going to be pretty hectic. I think so, yeah, and it seems to be the the pattern. I mean, you see that too with everything. Like the Riddler Award gets, you know, you have a really heavy year, and then it's like everybody's home building. And it, yes. not to take anything away from anyone, because I mean, no, whatever no. shows up to run is great. And that, well, that sounded really bad. So, okay, so if this is a good year, guys, next year, Fiero. Uh, yeah, yeah that exactly. Should, that should figure out with the age cutoff, with the year cutoffs. Dude. <laughs> Well, if there's a there's well, there's a great question for you. How long do you think it's going to be with the year cutoff moving up as it does every year? How long do you think it's going to be until we see a street machine of the year based off of something you know? Well, for us that we consider late model, like say you know like that third gen Monty, or you know, I, I think um, yeah, the Camaro, uh, the third gen Camaro, the the five zero Mustang, the the Monte Carlos, even the Regals. I wouldn't be surprised if you didn't see one this year. I could say probably within the next two two to three years, you'll probably see a full-out blown pro touring one. Undoubtedly, yeah. And it's funny there would be pro touring. I mean, is that the, it's funny the pro street camp is starting to rumble again. I don't know. It's just a, I don't know. That's yeah. But it's tough so, because there's nothing really modern as far as pro stock goes to base a pro streeter off of. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of killed that. And I really don't think the blob style, you know, the jelly bean funny car is going to take yeah. off for the street. No, no, no. I mean, that's what's so interesting about it. And like, and, you know, I've always looked at it and told people I grew up when the, the 32s were already here, the 69 Camaros were big. So those were kind of what I just stepped into. And, but now I get to see the next generation of cars evolve. So it's kind of like, what is it going to do? You know, where are they going to go? Where the Camaros, the the you know, the third gens, the Mustangs, all that's going to eventually take over and be the new hot rod, to some degree, you know, mm-hmm. um, not taken yeah. away from you know where it all started from, but for the new generation, it, it's going to be neat watching that um, come about. Definitely, yeah. Because I mean, if if the outgrowth was to go from you know like a street machine to pro touring that kind of did everything, I mean, what what do you do? The, what is the logical step? I mean. I can't imagine it's going to be okay. I built a combination pro touring stadium truck, 85 Grand Prix. Although if somebody out there does that, <laughs> I'd like to meet you. <laughs> if, if not just for just sheer scientific purposes, but just, you just want to see if your teddy bear wheels will fit on there. Right? <laughs> oh, if they do all I want, I just want 20% of that. I, I, Maybe see me in an ad. I, I want to do one of those cool ads where it's me in the foreground giving a big, you know, thumbs up. Yeah. <laughs> I told you so. Some JNCO jeans. Some oh. of those late 70s wheel ads, you know, with the tight shorts, you know, leaning over a wheel, you know. There you go. <laughs> Ooh, Alex, you dressed as Huggy Bear, leaning up against the fender Ooh, of a car. Oh, yeah. All pimped out. <laughs> Fur coat, fur trench coat. Got that gold (gasps) chain. There's our ad. Okay, John, we got you leaning up against the car. We got Alex. He's got to play the pimp. He's just kind of hanging out. Yeah. Ah, dude. We call it (laughs) hug your bears. So what car is this? What car is this? So he's hanging over. You don't even. You don't even need to really show much of the car. It's all about the wheel. I'm going to say in the background, you got to have, you know, because you kind of get the bokeh of a camera thing. If it's kind of fuzzy, you got to have the, you got to have the Fiero in the background. <laughs> yeah. So, so what are you going to have 
yeah, what are you going to have in the foreground? What are you going to be using for, you know, for the model? Okay, we're going to get an entire Fiero Owners Club in the background with all their neon lit up. Oh, so it's like a dark picture. Okay, uh, I'm liking this. And this is a takeoff like of the old ones where they used to show like the, the Vegas Strip. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> or Sunset Boulevard. Take your Sunset pick. Sunset Boulevard, yeah. When everybody <laughs> thought that place was really cool until you actually yeah. go there. Yeah. It's like, oh. Well, it's like, it's like, it's worse than New York. Yeah. Yeah. The road leading to the city dumps nicer than this. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I can't even begin to imagine what do you do from pro touring? I mean, do you go back to street customs? Wow. No matter what, it almost seems like a compromise at this point. It, I think it does. I think that's what is kind of the unknown right now because how things are changing so much. Um, pro touring is going to take over a good bit of it, but everybody's searching for that new that new deal you know because everybody wants to be different to some degree yeah so well i guess it just goes you know maybe it was a joke but hey everything starts that way yeah <laughs> well the duster came out it was not a pro touring car it was a whole different deal see yeah so, yeah but then it's I not mean, really a pro touring car man you look at right. that car that's got alex and brad that's that was like your guys kind of car right off the bat exactly. with the wheel the right. wheel oh, entire absolutely yeah i, mean, I, I looked yeah, at that I, car well, and i go this, I was is, all over I, that this car. is it that's, I mean, and that was kind of one of them, you know, we were thinking that towards, it's got to be kind of a throwback, but not too far out of the, you know, to where it's completely dated looking like he brought it back from then. But will that stick? Is it just a, a one-time build because of the history behind it and it fits? But, you know, like I said, it'd be interesting to see if people start going back to that and start building them that way. Well, that's kind of neat because there's, there's a couple of cars out there that have done kind of that, uh, the Halibrand style wheel. Yeah, yeah. And it works really well. And like, I would never in my life, and being a Mopar guy, it's just one of those wheels that wouldn't have dawned on me to work on that car. And man, combination of perfect size wheel. Thank you for having sidewall on it, by the way. Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, I, I would, I would give you the greatest. Uh, bear hug. <laughs> bear. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll insert a really sad trombone yeah. right there. <laughs> yeah. But no, it was, like, it was a great combination. And then the finish on the wheels was that like, again, it was the perfect nod to history, but yet a really cool modern twist on it. Man, that was, uh, yeah, Eva did a good job on machining those and they did a shot ping finish on them. So we're going to paint the centers. Just this is, I guess, some of, it's not a horror story, but one of them, damn it, kind of deals. So you're cleaning that shot ping, and then you go to paint all that, and you're like, oh, it's clean. As soon as you spray something on it, every piece of fuzz from the world from that rag is oh. all webbed oh, in that shot man. ping. Oh, no. <laughs> so it's like, okay, so what's the easiest way? It's just like a lint roller, big old tape balls, and just start running tape all over it and it pulled every piece of lint out of it and was able to finish painting them. So Whoa. some of that little that behind the scenes stuff that, you know, you don't yeah. think about, you know. There was another styling feature on that car that not many people caught, but I caught it because I the first view I saw of it was a side view was the extended wheelbase on that car. Yeah. We end up I love that feature. I thought that was so cool. The uh, a lot, like I said, a lot of people don't recognize it, but we did three inches forward on the front and two inches in the back, and then uh, we took four inches out of the cow and built a new hood. So now the hood's longer and, and took all that out of the cow. It needed that too. That's that's one of those cars that, if you study it from a profile view, it's a goofy looking car. Not not yours. I'm saying the factory. 
Yeah, yeah. It's such a goofy car. It's one of those cars that the greatest angle for that car is a rear three-quarter from the factory. Mm -hmm. You look at it just big and muscular and, and... well, that sounded really weird. <laughs> Somebody's out there going, that guy's talking about like teddy bear wheels, and then he's like <laughs> muscular and big. And, and uh, yeah, um, <laughs> way to go, Arizona. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so. I never thought Alabama was country. <laughs> <laughs> and episode 60 was Brian's last episode. Yeah, with the exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we sent him off to a special school, but oh. no, it, it's one of those cars that looks really cool from that angle. But the minute you get in profile view, you can start picking apart all the weird stuff. Yeah. And you guys really, it, it was smart decision making. I mean, it was, everything was like, okay, if I move this here, this here, and the car looks so well balanced. Yep. It's awesome. That's where, um, I mean, I think that's kind of one of our styles is not to, pinpoint to one thing to where somebody walks up to it and they're like oh yeah they changed that wheelbase and they don't re- remember anything else about the car um so it's trying to make it a full package and not be slapping your face like all the stripes in the interior <laughs> you know right but it's just a full package to where it's not um you know you remember one thing about that car you know yeah i gotta think when you first started cutting on that quarter you're probably thinking man i sure hope this works <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> You know, duster quarters, you know, you just can't just go down to your local store and buy another set of those. I, believe it or not, we end up going to uh, sit the one of the horror stories of that car for the owners. Um, when she was restoring it back to stock, Katrina hit, flooded it. Um, she lost a bunch of parts and everything. And then it went through the other places and, you know, so much stuff got lost. So when we got it, it was just a hole and tons of boxes of stuff. You know, you got all these pieces in the doors that are missing and trying to find all that stuff. Well, we found a car out of Mobile and was able to go buy it and bring it back and just strip all the little knickknack pieces off of it. Because, like, where are you going to, you're just not going to call up somewhere and order, you know, I need a door stop or, you know, window track for this or that, you know. So, yep. yeah, it's buying a spare car to rob parts off of. Some poor guy out there right now is finding that car. He sees just part of it in the wrecking yard and he's like yes jackpot and gets there he's yeah. like, oh part of a cowl yeah <laughs> an a pillar yeah a hood that doesn't fit yeah <laughs> what they do to this hood it didn't fit my car at all yeah. <laughs> yeah back in the day there was a lot of those dusters around and probably early 80s they all vaporized they were gone and oh yeah they, I wouldn't yeah. say vaporized. I'd say they oxidized. Well, yeah. I mean, they, you know, it's like they were around and all of a sudden then they were all gone. Well, now they're, they're hot. I mean, you get, uh, yeah. you know, yeah. 71 to 73s, especially 71 and 2s, yeah. are just stupid money for really garbage. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's crazy even on social media how, many, how much you see people building them and you know how big the hellcat motors got you know everybody's doing those swaps and, and it, hell it might be just for the fact of we've been around one so much and now we're paying attention to them more you know yeah well that's the thing yeah it's funny it's like once you buy a certain car or you drive it you notice every other one uh, on the road <laughs> yeah yeah 
Yeah, vote. We, okay, we'll put that to the test. I, it's the last time I'm going to bring it up, but I vote we get a Fiero for the podcast. <laughs> we throw the teddy bear wheels on it, and we we remark. You know, we just mark down how many times we see another one. <laughs> <laughs> just make little hash marks on the dashboard. Be great. What are all these hash marks? It's like every other one of these we've seen. Uh, online, where can people find you? Um, GillsbyCustoms.com, and then yeah, we're big on our social media stuff too that's all at Goolsby Customs so constantly trying to you know post that and tell people where we're at and you know hit as many shows as we can and you know see see the people you know and interact with them and just you know have a good time and you know, make that connection with people awesome and I, I want to thank you and thanks for your your sense of humor <laughs> for good times yeah <laughs> I'll never live down the teddy bear thing now, but it was good. At least I got somebody to blame it on. <laughs> I just found a set of Ronald Teddy's 14-inch for 1100 bucks on eBay. 14-inch, man. They're coming back. Oh, man. Can you even find a 14 What is it? The tractor supplies got the tires for <laughs> those? <laughs> I was going to say, where do you find tires? Oh, supply. That's awesome. <laughs> That's going to be tough to find, like, the Chevy Citation to pull the brakes off. To <laughs> Did a Citation X11 brake swap. I think Will with it'll fit in there as a sticker. Yeah. yeah. That'd be so cool, dude. Have that little, like, what, 10-inch rotor? Somebody's got Brembo stickers. <laughs> awesome, though, man. Thank you again for uh, for, for playing along and, and being cool. And it was good having you on. And I nah. I appreciate it. It's good times, definitely. Awesome, man. And I, and I hope uh, well, we'll look forward to reconnecting with you maybe around SEMA. Yeah, We'll definitely. hook up with you at yeah. the show. Bug the heck out of you. Yeah. If I mean, if you're still going with it, since this is probably the last episode. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be my last episode. I'll yeah. be hiding behind the other cars watching the guys as they, you know, tail you around. Yeah. No, setting up the aquariums yeah. and the teddy bears. I'll try to grow a mustache between now and then so I look different. I'll be like, heard no, you guys are looking for a co-host. Yeah. <laughs> no, definitely. We definitely have to get back together on it. Uh, just catch up again and see what's, uh, you know, you know, maybe kind of see where that teddy bear wheel's going at, you know? Awesome. Yeah, or we'll, we'll just bug you while you're on the road. You'll be like, oh, no, guys, sorry, we're, we're hooking up a new inverter so our interior guy can finish up in the trailer. Yeah. Yeah. Are you guys on the 10 right now? Because we've just found some teddy bear wheels about 50 <laughs> miles off the 10, about three exits up from where you're at. Oh, <laughs> oh man. It's never going to go away. Poor no, John. This is never, he's never going to hear the end of it now. It's I'm really, perfectly uh, branded. I'm going to have to get a tattoo now. <laughs> <laughs> Mama's little teddy bear. Yeah. Hug me. <laughs> Bonus points if you do one on each nipple. Oh, oh, oh. Ah, Brutal. All the little, all the little figures on the back window will be just teddy bears. <laughs> <laughs> the Grateful Dead dancing. Oh, they never did those. Okay. Oh, yeah. It's just got better. Yeah. <laughs> well, wait, wait to see how we edit this and we make it sound like it's entirely your fault. <laughs> I know exactly. <laughs> like, what are you guys working weird. on now? We're working on teddy bear teddy wheels. <laughs> <laughs> Five shops out there are going to try to machine their own before that time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Mike, Mike Curtis is going to be fielding calls. <laughs> <laughs>
What are you doing, Mike? I'm I'm, I'm watching National Geographic's Wild World, trying to get some yeah. <laughs> reference pictures. <laughs> the ears are a lot bigger than I expected. <laughs> That's not his ear. Yeah. <laughs> this this is a uh, yeah. This is episode sixty, Teddy Bear edition, um, huh. and that'll be a wrap. <laughs> 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 nice that, way to show us to the door. Because oh. everybody be like, what? they'll be reading it and they'll be like, what the <laughs> hell is this? <laughs> Those great things that people are going to find in the internet archive in 10 years. <laughs> yeah. The hell was this crap? We'll go to SEMA this year and it'll be a bunch of builders from Germany. All of a sudden, it's like they brought all their teddy bear wheels and, you know, <laughs> teal, you know, Beretta teal color. And oh, the neon. This is what the Americans want. We heard it. Well, thank you, sir. And uh, continued, uh, continued best wishes on your success, man. Yeah, it has man. been awesome to watch you guys over the years. Yep. I appreciate it. Yeah. Always thank excited you when you guys post up some cool stuff, too. I mean, <laughs> the, the, the things that come out of your shop are, they're phenomenal. I appreciate it. So, yeah, like I said, it's got a, we got a good group of guys here, and you know the wife cracks the whip on them pretty good. So, <laughs> it's uh, no, it's a it's a full team effort here, and I don't think we could do it without them. You know, give yourselves a pat on the back, guys, and just remember, <laughs> come bonus time this year, you're all getting teddy bear wheels. Teddy bears. <laughs> <laughs> Never lived it down. <laughs> Yeah, welcome to episode 60. We have set your brand back. Well, yeah, probably like a mount. All right. <laughs> I think I got a mullet now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I appreciate everything, guys. We'll definitely have to stay in touch on everything. Absolutely. Talk to you soon, man. All right, guys. We'll see y'all. See you Thanks again, sir. Have Bye. a good night. All right, you too. Bye. Bye. Ah, crap, man. In all seriousness, man, it was it was awesome to have uh, Jonathan on. Cannot say thanks enough to the man for uh, not, not only taking time to hang out with us, but a great sense of humor. Yeah, uh, definitely one of the uh, one of the standout builders in our industry who uh, really man really has his finger on the pulse of what's going on, where things are going, yep. Yep. and obviously a big influence on on builds you see. So, dude, big thanks, man, and. Um, yeah, big big thanks in advance to uh, all the guys out there who are scrubbing up all those uh, teddy bear wheels you got hidden back oh, in the shed. Oh no, <laughs> it's coming! Come on, dude, you've got the perfect car for it, Alex. Which one? Which car? As much as I want to say the Honda. Ooh. I Ooh. I gotta say, dude, if you the don't Honda. do this to the Camaro. <laughs> you got the perfect car, the Honda? No. Yeah. The, the Camaro. Camaro. <laughs> Let's do a pro street, pro grizzly. Kind of need to. What if we could have little ones made up, little, oh, yeah. little teddy bear wheels made up for the wheelie yeah. bars? For the wheelie bars. Let's go, let's go whole hog on this thing. We'll even do the uh, the pulleys. Oh, the front runner. Front runner system. <laughs> What do you call that? Like six bears all spinning around. (laughs) (laughs) We'll make the bracket look like a salmon. Oh, Oh. 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 we call it the upstream Camaro. Done. We've had episodes derail before. This is what Uh. happens with sleep deprivation.
It's like a sleep deprivation step. <laughs> it is. It's bad. It's, if I had to describe episode 60, this is literally a freight train with a steering wheel. Well, our sincerest apologies to uh, anyone who may have been offended. Well, you know, forget it. You've got tiny bear wheels. you got thick skin. Or uh, you've got the next trend. You're a trend. Right. You yeah, take your pick. Starting it all. You are take right on the pick. leading edge of what's coming. May whatever God you pray to be with you. <laughs> it's still not going to be enough. <laughs> we should just call this episode Dances with Bears. <laughs> that all said, uh, thank you for joining us for the uh, the big 60th episode celebration. Hard to believe we made it this far. Mm-hmm. Brad, you said we wouldn't make it past seven. I never said that, as far as you know. So there's a chance you said it then. Is that what you're saying? There's a chance. (laughs) There's a chance. I'm just not admitting to it. Totally different deal. What was was it that Matt Hay said? And that's it. It goes by a lot faster while you're here. Well, man, it seems a lot longer when you're listening to it. Uh, Shoot. Well, awesome, guys. Uh, as always, uh, big thanks to our sponsor, Trailer Tug, the world's strongest trailer dolly. Uh, give them a visit at trailertug.com. Uh, again, uh, listeners to the show, listeners of the show, to the show, whatever, pretend you know us. Use the code ROUND6 at checkout, whether you're online or over the phone, and uh, you get 10% off your order. Easy as that. And uh, find out, too, ask while you're on the phone with them if they'll make you a special teddy bear wheel for your trailer tug. I'm <laughs> really done. Uh, at, the, at the end of this episode, I'm a, uh, I'm a Fiero-bodied late model Brian. I'm, I'm barely still here, Brad. Thanks for stealing my Brad, but I'm still Alex. <laughs> <laughs> I've been queuing okay. that up for the last ten minutes. <laughs> Good night. That's uh, you guys have a good one. We'll catch you uh, on the next 60 or so episodes. Thanks again for listening. And be sure to keep up with us gearheads over on our website at www.round6pod.com. And if you'd like to, we invite you to follow along with us over on Facebook, Instagram, and be sure to check out all of our latest videos on youtube.com.